I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in my home office right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Mrs. Matt the Momager. <laughs> sure, I became a missus. Yeah. Because, yeah. You got a puppy. I got a dog. Uh, probably the biggest mistake. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, sure. Sure, sure you are. In that stage of like postpartum depression where it's like, do I eat her or do I love her? We don't know yet. We don't know yet, but I know I love her and I know that she's right next to me lying down like a little perfect angel. We're recording in my home office so that I can be right next to my new baby, Truffles. But we're going to get to all dog stuff, don't you worry. We're going to have a dog-themed episode. It's officially a dog influencer podcast, actually. Yeah, um, I'm now, this is no longer on happy hour. It's on... Parker hour. We'll work on that. Uh, (laughs) All right, but what's coming up today? We're going to kick things off with a little ranting, and then we got our worst things first, where I shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then, of course, we are diving deep into getting a puppy. Because last week on the pod, I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't talked about this on the pod before, but I am looking to get a dog and I don't want a puppy. And then guess what, bitch? I got a puppy (laughs) and her name is Truffles and you will respect her. I will raise her to be a demon (laughs) to everybody but me. And finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. (laughs) Wow. Good job, Truffles. (laughs) Cut that. Absolutely cut that bark. All right, Barry, what is your gripe of the week? I cannot stand when you go to an event and it's like an open general admission kind of thing. You get there early with your friends because you're like, we're going to get some seats. And then there's somebody there who brought 10 coats to save 10 seats for all their friends. But they're the only one who showed up on time. And to that, I say no. Same goes for a restaurant that's the kind of restaurant where like you order and then you go and sit down. If you do it the other way where you're like, Oh, I'm going to stand in line. You go find us a table that actually fucks with the system. It's two separate things. Should we talk about only one of them? (laughs) No, they're all the same theme. It's all the same theme. I was not with you until the end. Okay. Because I do agree that, yeah, it fucks with the system because you're holding a table that could otherwise turn over. Right. In a shorter amount of time. Yeah. But how many people have to show up to be acceptable? Okay, that's a good question. And I would say at least half. 
it's really it's like when one person shows up at the venue early to snag seats for like six people it's like come on my group of six all showed up on time that's yeah. not really fair if there's four of them and it's six people like okay two people are running late whatever right if right it's two people and you can't it, send a gopher right even though respect to the gopher for being that person in their friend group. Yeah, of course. They're the you, one in the group like team meeting who like always goes above and beyond. You can always rely on. And I respect that because I am that person. And ultimately, yeah, that person is uh, not being respected and they do need to get out of that friend group. Exactly. It's actually toxic for them. And I'm doing them a favor by calling them a bitch. The best way to resolve this issue is that whenever you see this happening, you go up to that person and say, you can do better. Yeah. <laughs> So not only are you going to leave here right now and give me this table, you're going to tell all of your friends, fuck off, because I got here a minute before you and I'm saving this table. Are they inviting you because they want you around or are they inviting you because they want you to save a table for them? Yeah, it goes hand in hand with the argument of like... Being late is not like a fun personality no, trait. No, no. And I've seen so many think pieces on the this is now my gripe of the week Great. because I'm I'm getting riled up. And that is <laughs> there are people on the internet who claim that like anybody who complains about people who are late, see we're doing the like thing where you fall down a rabbit hole of complaints. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anybody who says, Oh, it's disrespectful if you're late is actually like insensitive. I have seen people argue that it's like racist to say that. What? <laughs> um, and that time has historically been used as a way of like controlling people. Okay. <laughs> Which is okay. like, I'll, I respect that argument. Going deep cultural historical analysis of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. People who, like, don't have to worry about taking the train mm-hmm. and, like, being reliant on public transportation, all of that right. stuff, like, it is perhaps a privilege to be able to get somewhere sooner. Right. That's not what what is happening with, like, your friend who's always late. Yeah, I understand when people are late. When it's a consistent problem and then they're just like, oops, sorry, I'm, like, always late. I always, it always takes me too long to get ready. It's like, no, you're actually a piece of shit. <laughs> And I am calling myself out. <laughs> yeah, I we always... are that to each other in a way that I find to be a safe space. Yeah, it depends on the thing. If we're just like coming over to an right. apartment, then yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter if we say six o'clock and we don't get there until six forty-five. Yeah. It's fine. If there's a reservation, right? That's you know. Then you're making the other person be the gopher. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't like being that person because then I feel the judgment of everybody else. Of course. Like if you if we're going to a movie theater, even though now, thankfully, a lot of places have like reserved beforehand. Mm-hmm. But if we're going uh, to a movie theater and I'm the one who has to sit there and tell people, no, 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 it's taken. It's taken. Yeah. I don't want that responsibility. No, because then you have people like us who then call you out on a podcast yeah. for being that person. Every time you're angry at that person, actually, you should save the anger for when the rest of the people show up and jeer at them. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Jeer at them, but then tell the person that they need to get out. Yeah. Great. All right. Hey, we solved it. Yeah. It was actually a really productive gripe for us. Yeah. We really worked through something there. I do have another gripe of my own. Oh, good. Please. This is a personal issue that I had just today. And that is, I don't like having to contact customer service when I know I'm right. (laughs) 
because it's there is now a culture around speaking to the manager right and it's like now i you've forced me to look like the bad guy <laughs> even though i ordered a sweet green salad with double chicken and it came with zero chicken okay that's actually the opposite of double yeah that's zero. That's nothing. Tell me, there is no way to put that in an email without sounding like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do you sound like an asshole, but you sound like the pettiest, specifically when the complaint is about pieces of chicken in a salad. Right. But also, like, that's just expensive. I And I paid and, extra to yeah, have exactly. extra chicken. And without the chicken, salad does nothing. Salad, there's it will not fill you up. Yeah. But that's, it's essentially drinking water. Did I accidentally go vegan and feel like funky and fresh? Yeah. But will you crash hard in like 15 minutes? Absolutely. Have all of my muscle gains gone right out the window? (laughs) Yes. Also true. I feel ridiculous for complaining about this. And I have to phrase it in a way where it's like, I know it's not your fault. I'm so sorry to even be bringing this up. But I did pay extra for chicken. And like, I'm so sorry, but I did not get any chicken at all. Not a single bird. Not a single. Not a feather. When I open that salad, when I tell you, I was like, that better be fucking buried in the bottom. (laughs) I better have go scavenging and find some chicken in here. And then I did not. No, no, no. So it was kind of double disappointment. Yeah. The disappointment when I opened it. And then the disappointment when I confirmed confirmed it i'm sorry that's really hard i should say i'm sorry did you call them i sent them an email okay okay (laughs) because you get like an like a confirmation delivery email and i responded and was like hey i'm so sorry i can like literally pull up my please do do. (laughs) hi there i paid extra for double chicken on this order and received my salad and it didn't have any chicken at all I don't want to be a picky customer, <laughs> but I placed several orders in the past and paid for double chicken, and I often will receive a very small amount. Okay, of- that's the part where you you now are identifying a pattern. That's the thing; it is I, a pattern. It is a pattern. Because even if I pay for a single chicken, I I don't think they're giving double chicken. Okay. I think they're just giving a small scoop of chicken, and right. it's like, what is the point of me paying more if you're not going to give it to me? Right. <sighs> Hear that, sweet green? <laughs> they did respond, and they were like, Louis from Sweet. Sweet Green, Luis said, uh, you know, he got his template. He was like, I'm so, thanks for the email. We're so sorry. Your order was missing the chicken. (laughs) That's the thing. It just sounds so stupid. I completely understand your frustration. I'm going to pass your feedback along to our team so we can learn from this experience and be better about triple checking orders. Well, I don't think this was even double checked, but okay. We'd love to make this up to you and have credited your account plus a little extra. So, you know. They made up. They made up for it. So I say... Thank you, Sweet Green. Yeah. We feel heard. I do love Sweet Green. We love Sweet Green. I'll pay $30 for a salad because I am that bitch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I want more chicken. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. No, I don't just want salad. Well, I think you were a really kind Karen. Thank you. You're welcome. If I'm going to bitch, I'm going to be as nice as possible as about it. As Midwestern as you can be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how about our winos? What have they been calling in about? I think we got a listener complaint. I think we do. Let's listen in. Hi, Matt. Hi, Barry. Uh, my name is Jean. I am a freshly turned 21-year-old. Oh, and wow. I just wanted to rant about like adult life. So I'm still a kid. You know, I know <laughs> yes, I'm 21. True, but like true. I live in my grandma's house rent-free, and I'm going to college, yeah, all that good stuff. But how am I supposed to save the money to, like, eventually live in a house? Like, how is that possible? Because I'm going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars 
in debt mm-hmm. for my freaking education, mm-hmm. but without my freaking education, then I won't be able to afford, uh, like, to live in a house. But then I'm going to be in debt, so then I can't afford to live in a house. And I don't want to live in an apartment. No offense, guys. Uh-huh. I don't want to live in New York City. I'm from upstate New York. Okay. Ooh, so, fair. like, how am I supposed to, like, live, you know? <laughs> um. So, yeah. Thanks. Bye, guys. Well, Jean, thank you for calling in. Uh, I would like to say, first of all, thank you so much for being Gen Z and listening to this podcast. Oh my God, you go, Zoomer. Yeah. <laughs> I just found out that Zoomer is a thing. Is that a thing? Um, I don't know. I think it's what boomers call Gen Z. I don't think Gen Z calls themselves Zoomers. Yeah, probably not. No. I just feel like honored and also a sense of responsibility. That, like, I always assume I have a slightly older audience. Yeah. To know that there are young, impressionable ears listening, it's an, it's an honor and also terrifying um yeah and on that note um to answer your question no you won't get anything you want in life <laughs> <laughs> i think you've actually stumbled upon um how shitty the predicament that we are in <laughs> as people under 50 years of age yeah. i would say yeah um that we've all realized oh all of our parents who insisted on us going to college and getting a good education and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on college actually fucked us over (laughs) and it's now impossible to buy a house or to own property or to actually (laughs) invest in a way that you get payoff yeah 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 i would say like probably your best bet is to like really make sure that your grandma loves you and then like when she's out make sure that you got her house and that will (laughs) like that's that's it um that, that is true. That is true. That's like um, how people get apartments in New York is they befriend their old like neighbors who are going to die soon. And they just like they're like, hey, I'll be your like friend if you leave me your house. And they're like, OK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the plot of almost every Agatha Christie book well, yeah, is, is an true. old person dying for their money. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's um, go through our options. Uh, one, give up. <laughs> to um kill your grandma oh, no. <laughs> but make it look like an accident right. so that you inherit it but yeah. For, yeah first you have to cozy up to her and make sure that you're you need to see it in writing really yeah three marry rich ah marry someone over the age of mm-hmm. 50 who does have a house mm-hmm. and then that is your house yeah but try to not sign a prenup right that is one my thing dad I- famously a divorce attorney actually wait guys i need to take a moment i need to take a moment because Leon, my dad, was freaking just named 2023 Lawyer of the Year by Best Lawyers and Family Law Arbitration. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Do I know what that means? No, but I'm freaking proud of my dad. Does he publish that magazine himself? No, but he did say it wasn't a big deal, but I was like, it absolutely was. I'm just kidding, Leon. You are doing great. <laughs> anyway, don't get a prenup. <laughs> just kidding. My dad would be so upset by that statement. Um, He also texted me a congratulations on getting my dog and said now you have something to live for (laughs) (laughs) dot 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 fill in the rest of this meaning wear a bike helmet is what he was going for I got it immediately wow 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 Leon it is funny though to think now you have something to live for out of context yeah it's (laughs) it's a pretty devastating burn (laughs) but anyway love Leon um I yeah so marry rich 
I don't know, vote for Democrats who will actually want to forgive student loan debt so that you can apply that money. Oh, also you can like join a cult. Yes. And then house share. Right. Exactly. Right. I would say in all honesty, yeah, it's not great, but we're all we're all feeling this way. Yeah. Listen, I he's how old are you? 32? I just turned 32. I'm 30. I don't own shit. <laughs> yeah. Still rent. I still owe a bunch of money to a lot of different places and people. <laughs> That's just how it works. Yeah. And the point is live comfortably. Laugh, love. Uh, out of your means. There we go. And just know that honestly, yeah, that that is my genuine advice is live out of your means because eventually global warming is going to destroy everything so it's not like go. it's not like your debt collectors are actually going to come and get you because they'll be dead um this has been financial advice with matt <laughs> Ching. all right now let's get into our headlines All right, worst things first. Let's chat about the stupidest worst news of the week first. A boat scheduled to ferry a groom to his wedding on Thompson Island in the middle of the Boston Harbor. Boston Harbor? We're going we're gonna to park our boat by the Boston Harbor? We're going to dump our tea into the Boston Harbor? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, one of my better attempts at a Boston accent, I would say. Truly. It didn't. Didn't sound like JFK. And for that, I'm proud. Uh, Anyway, a boat scheduled to ferry this groom to his wedding uh, on this island in the middle of the Boston Harbor where his bride-to-be was already waiting on the day of their wedding broke down in the middle of the water. (laughs) And the Boston Police Department had to send Harbor Patrol units to rescue him and to help transport their groomsmen, their photographer, their DJ, and all of their floral arrangements, all of which were stuck on the mainland. Okay, okay. So it when they say that the boat broke down, it didn't sink, right? I just want to make. Oh, I wish <laughs> that that would be wow. That would really be something. Yeah, no, it, it just like, stopped working. If I'm gonna root for anybody to sink during a wedding, it's, it's gonna groom. be the straight groom. Yeah, and yeah. all the groomsmen—they're the worst part of any wedding. <laughs> yeah. If, if there is trouble at a wedding, it is almost always the groomsmen. Have you ever heard, especially a group of groomsmen, give a good toast? No, no. absolutely not. No. It's always like, yeah, I, I would have fucked Jessica. That was my boss. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I would say at a Boston wedding, it's guaranteed that at least one of the groomsmen has also slept with the bride. Yeah, and is also wasted. Yeah, Pre-wasted. Pre-wasted. There was some, I think it was a TikTok that I saw about this this bride who got a lot of shit because she had like a very long list of no's at her wedding of Mm -hmm. like, here's what you're not going to do. No kids, like no, all of this. And one of the things was no drinking. The groomsmen cannot drink the day of the wedding before the ceremony. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, I guess, controversial, but also reasonable it's like yeah if you know your friend group and your family are messes (laughs) yeah that's the problem the paradox of that requirement is the fact that the people who need this rule will not respond to that rule right yeah exactly in fact like a lot of the other rules that are on there probably wouldn't need to be on there if that rule didn't have to exist. It is kind of the single most important rule. Almost yeah. everything can be traced back to everybody drinking starting at like 10 a.m. at a <laughs> wedding. 
Because famously, the bride starts getting ready at like 6 a.m. 7 a.m. Yeah. And so what is the grooms? They don't have to do makeup. They all no. they just put on a They're shirt. Just jerking off. Yeah. Just doing one big circle. Jerk. So they last longer on their wedding night. Wow. Yeah. It's the first time, actually, that he's ever been touched. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't quite love that this story is propaganda because ultimately the heroes are the police department. The who Haba came Patrol. To the, the Haba Patrol. And you know what Boston loves? Their cops. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they fucking yeah. love their cops. Uh, it was good to get a nice call for a change and help people out. No. No. They seemed happy and we were happy. We could do it. It all worked out. Ah, <laughs> oh, JFK coming to you live. <laughs> My other big complaint about this story is this is what you get for having your wedding on an island in the middle of the Boston Harbor. Yeah, what did you think was going to happen? It's like when you do that, you're like, oh, well, what's the worst case scenario? Your boat breaks down and you can't get there. Yep. Yeah. Actually. And guess what? It happened. <laughs> and I would say that's pretty comment although i think what happened was and this is me just guessing and making up the story i think what happened is that the groom was en route over the water in a boat and the boat broke down right and then the other like all of the floor arrangements groomsmen everybody else was still on the mainland oh and so the boat was supposed to like transport them come back transport them and Yeah. yeah And that the ferry broke down. Hey, in sickness and in health and in stuck in the middle of the water, I guess. Yeah. And you know, Boston hates a ferry. Wow. (laughs) Nice one. All right. Next. Uh, This is elsewhere in water adjacent news. A woman in (laughs) New Hampshire lost her diamond wedding ring, which is a family heirloom at North Beach in Hampton, New Hampshire, uh, because it slipped off while she was tossing a football with her husband. Now that's America. I don't want to say you deserve it, but (laughs) if you're tossing a football with your husband, you deserve it. Does New Hampshire even have a football team or is it the New England Patriots? No, it's just the Patriots. New Hampshire doesn't have a football team. Live free or die. Why would they have sports? It literally just occurred to me that the New England Patriots were not from like a single state. Yeah, I mean, it is Boston, but like, yeah, New England. What? The Patriots are a Boston team? Are you fucking serious? Go Pats. That's what they said. Have you met Alex Goulet, my partner in crime? (laughs) I could not tell you what team he supported. Oh, the New England Patriots. <laughs> the I mean, Patriots, the Boston Red Sox. Need I go on the Celtics? The Celtics, as I call them. That is what we call them in the house. And then I accidentally said that to one of his friends. And I was like, it's our it's our joke. Like, I, I, know, I know they're not actually the Celtics. <laughs> this is, I, and I'm being 100% serious, the first that I'm learning that the Patriots are a Boston team. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Alex. Because <laughs> you know he won't be listening. <laughs> I will have to tell him. I mean, I I only know Patriot references from 30 Rock. Okay. Bill Belichick. Yeah. He was the coach for the Patriots. He was. Tom Brady on the Patriots. Uh-huh. Well, not anymore. He used to be. Those are three, and I'm not even certain about one of them, facts that I know about the Patriots. <laughs> None of which were the fact that they were a Boston-based team. <laughs> anyway, the point is, um, please let me back in Boston, I beg of you. Uh, 
because I actually love performing in Boston, but right. I am scared uh, of returning. Yeah, don't anyway, say any of that on stage. This isn't even the point of this story no. <laughs> um, because this woman lost her family heirloom diamond wedding ring on this beach and they searched the water for hours and hours before giving up. They posted about their plight on Facebook and this 60-year-old man named Lou decided he was going to get on his wetsuit, he was going to get on his headlamp, and he was going to whip out his metal detector, his big, fat, juicy metal detector. (laughs) And he spent three days searching for it and found it in the ocean under a buried beneath the ocean floor. Wow. And here's my beef with this story, besides the fact that they did deserve it because they were playing football in New Hampshire, which is just like, okay, jack off gesture. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I went to do the jack off gesture and then I realized it's a podcast and I had to say jack off gesture. (laughs) Um, Why? I just find it so weird that this 60 year old man is like trolling Facebook and then decides I'm going to go find this woman's diamond wedding ring i get that it's like a heartwarming story heartwarming i get that it's like a heartwarming story but it's just like what six-year-old man is sitting around with like a wetsuit a headlamp and a metal detector i mean apparently you have not been to new hampshire <laughs> i guess it's, it's just all that She's happens teeming with i don't, new, teeming I don't with know them. new england at all yeah no that that tracks absolutely but i think it's like yeah it's one thing if like lou happened to be on the beach at the same time and it was like oh no and then you get like so into searching for it and you finally find it after three days but yeah just like looking on Facebook and seeing that and being like, yeah, I don't have anything to do for three days. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Also, like, what did they like give him a reward? Is he like all part it says of their is family that now? Lou returned the ring and her husband got on one knee and placed it back on her finger, Push which him is like, over. actually, you didn't find it. according to the old laws, Lou is her husband now. Yeah, absolutely. If you find someone's diamond ring in the ocean, you are married to them now. Yeah. And legally, she is your property. Next, a bull in Israel escaped from its pen, setting off a panicked scene in the streets of the central Israeli city before entering an office building (laughs) and evading capture for half an hour as it scampered through the hallways. (laughs) I think this was actually... A, a classic Fred the Goat, not only allowing the bull to escape, mm-hmm. but then freeing the workers who are in that office building. That's true. You're saying you're working too hard. You need to go. Or Fred the Goat is trying to sow panic in Israel. True. And I, Fred the Goat better stay out of it, is what <laughs> I say. So this bank, I guess, is what the bull entered. Or he's uh, a thief. Yeah. The bank said that the bull entered its offices in an industrial zone near Tel Aviv. And videos show residents literally scurrying for safety. Yeah, no shit, because it's a fucking bull. Yeah, it was roaming the streets. Several cars appear to have been damaged. The bull nearly gored one man who got too close. Okay, sounds like it was maybe not to victim blame, but the man's fault. Why would you get close to the bull? If there is a bull coming at you, you get out of the way. You get out of the way. Nothing is more insane to me than people who choose to do the running of the bulls. Separate, (laughs) Separate idea here, separate city, but I just do not understand anybody who is like, yeah, I'm going to run down the street. And if I fall, which for me is an inevitability, I will die. (laughs) And not only that, but the final moments of my life will be some of the most terrifying and tragic (laughs) that you could possibly imagine. But also so entertaining for the other people. Yeah. So like, you know, 
you're dying for something. It is like NASCAR in that way. Right. And then it's like everybody. I mean, at least you get to see animals. Yeah. Instead of just cars. I can go outside and see a car, but I'm not <laughs> going to see a bull unless I'm in the middle of Israel. <laughs> um, inside this bank, the animals slid around the tile floor. It ran through the hallway with several men chasing it. <laughs> um, one guy unsuccessfully attempted to capture it with a makeshift lasso. Okay, cowboy. But the the piece of rope quickly frayed and uh, <laughs> it continued its escape. After being chased out of the offices, the bull was tranquilized by a city veterinarian and uh, taken from the area. Um, the bank said nobody was injured and no damage was caused. It actually sounds like a lot of damage was caused, <laughs> but I appreciate this bank being positive. That means that they actually had like millions stolen and they just don't want their customers to know. Yeah, they want to put on a safe face. If I were plotting um, a bank heist, uh-huh. I would absolutely... This is a yeah, great distraction. Yeah, this is a fantastic idea. Yeah. Major distraction. Yeah. You have, you know... You're and it, like, gets through barriers, too. Like, if you just happen to be coming in afterwards, it's like you don't have to worry about smashing some glass window because you got this massive bull to do it for you. Yeah. Oceans 14. 14, 15, whatever we're on. Yeah. I'll do it. And finally, this one was sent in to us from a few listeners, I believe. I did see video of this all over Twitter and TikTok. Um... Shoppers at a mall in Massachusetts were shocked when they spotted someone driving a car along the second floor of a shopping mall. (laughs) I always wonder how they get the cars inside the mall when it's like the free car giveaway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, someone's got to drive it in. Right. It turns out this was an elderly woman who um, I think got confused trying to get out of a parking garage. I mean... We've all been there. Right. So it's not, I don't think it's sad in the sense of like, oh, this woman got like disoriented and, and drove into a mall. It was like she was trying to get out of the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and I have definitely Somehow been got in. deeper in. Yeah. You know how like there are certain malls where it's like you exit directly into the parking garage. Right. Yeah. And that is confusing. Yeah. I mean, the mall is designed in a way that you can never leave. When I, yeah, when I'm leaving a parking garage, I assume that every time I see the outside world, that is an exit. Right. So if I'm seeing something that is not inside the parking garage, I'm going to go through it, assuming I'm getting out. Right. And there's also like a 50% chance that you will never get out. It's also true. Yeah. Yeah, You'll just stay there forever. I saw this story unfold from so many different angles (laughs) because it was like this one video where you kind of see it from behind and this lady going in and people are in their cars being like, what is happening? This car is just (laughs) going in. And then you see it from a second angle. That's the joy of TikTok is that then like an hour or two later, you're scrolling and you see, oh, she's driving past the limited two. And then... Three hours later, you see her crashing into Hot Topic. (laughs) And it's like, what a beautiful storytelling journey. Yeah. Also, just like hitting all the stores that I used to go to. Yeah. Limited to and Hot Topic. Sign me up. The woman was driving really slow. Um, People were were able to stop the driver at one point, but people did have to kind of dive out of the way. (laughs) I mean, it is crazy. The photos, it's, she's literally driving an SUV on the second floor of a mall. (laughs) That's that's terrifying. (laughs) Shiro, Um, Shiro. She is a Shiro. And I, um, I I will maintain that the woman remained in the vehicle speaking to onlookers. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a mix of like drive by window shopping, you know, it could be the next big thing is what I'm saying. 
Oh, it also says due to a recent accident, one of the safety bollards. I've never heard that word before, but I'm assuming it's like a banister. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like, you know, those giant balls that are in front of Target. Yeah. Maybe that's what a bollard is. I hope so. It's just those giant things that prevent you from driving there. Well, it was missing from in front of the entrance. Okay. So it's actually the mall's fault. So the mall sensor doors opened and she entered it and took a left and she traveled about (laughs) 60 yards down the main corner on the second level. I do appreciate that she was like, once she was inside the mall, it wasn't like, oh, let me just back (laughs) up and see if I can get out of this. She just (laughs) Um, So shout out to her. She was an absolute shero. And I hope she gets behind the wheel as immediately as she can. (laughs) Because I want to see uh, a Grand Theft Auto video game franchise built around her. I'd play it. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into my sweet little truffles and all the chaos that comes with being a single mother to a puppy. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest who celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Wow. Last week, I told all of you winos that I was thinking of becoming a dog mother. And then in the span of just a week, lo, I have given birth. If you haven't seen on Instagram or listened to the first half of this episode, I (laughs) brought home a little rescue dog named Truffles. Truffles. I named her Truffles. Formerly Tadpole was the name. It was Tadpole and her sister was Guppy. Oh, that's pretty cute. Yeah. And I just want to make it clear, like, she is right next to it. She's been here this whole time. She's just a silent angel. Yeah. Basically, if I step away from her for a second, um, (laughs) she, (laughs) she can be heard three city blocks away. (laughs) But as long as we're in the room, she is fine, which is actually not great. Not great. Also kind of sounds like maybe how you were when you were little. (laughs) 
Perhaps. Maybe, maybe there's some something to explore there. Yeah, I have read about attachment styles. Yeah. And I, she is anxious. <laughs> she does have an anxious attachment style. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how I do. Truly, I said this when I posted on Instagram, but I'm like, what mental disorders am I going to accidentally give her? <laughs> And by mental disorder, I mean which of my mental disorders right. am I going We're to give pass her? pass down to her, of right. course. She already seems like absolutely terrified whenever I enter a room. And it's like, <laughs> you're just about like... Okay, you also are so much bigger than her. <laughs> it's true. absolutely shocking. <laughs> um, this all happened very quickly. So why don't I first tell the story of Please. how she came to be? I have been looking for a dog for quite a while. Mm-hmm. have been trolling through the dredges of Pet Finder, looking at uh, all of these listings. I've been sending you dogs that I, I see from all the shelters I follow. Yeah. And uh, the process of getting a dog, which I talked about a little bit last week, is very is you got you got to be on top of your game. Yeah. Basically, the second you see a dog, you need to pounce on them because these rescues, they want your social security number, your bank statements. They want to chat with everybody you've ever dated. Yeah. Uh, they will, are doing full background checks on you. Some of them are. And then others are like, take this fucking dog. We don't give a <laughs> shit. And you have to kind of find out which of them are good yeah but the problem is every time i would see a dog that i liked uh i would apply for it and they would be like oh someone just beat you out we'll let you know if anything changes right so i was basically just refreshing the pet finder page like it's like you're (laughs) waiting for like beyonce tickets yeah and then i saw little tadpole and i was like oh my god i love her And I applied for her immediately. The listing had to have been up for like five minutes (laughs) and I applied for her. And that was last Thursday, a day after we recorded last week's episode. Right. And that day they replied and were like, hey, your application looks great. Can you come to our adoption event this weekend? Also, we need to do a home inspection. What? So a virtual home inspection. Oh, okay. So I had to call someone on Friday and they uh, show them my apartment, which is like, here's the other thing. I do think it would be incredibly easy to fake all of these things. They (laughs) ask for references. I could easily make people up. Yeah. Like everyone's heard your Boston accent. Like, who's that? I'm a master of disguise. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got, he's great with dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I do think most of it is like they want to make sure you don't have a balcony that it could leap to its death from or Mm. like a hot tub in the middle of your living room (laughs) that it will drown in. Right. So uh, without those things, they were like, oh, yeah, you're you're fine. (laughs) But this adoption event was two hours away in upstate New York. Right. And they were like, if you want her and if you want to meet her before you take her home, you're going to have to come to the adoption event. Otherwise, we can bring her to you in New York. But. Only if she doesn't get adopted, which she probably will. Right. So it's like, okay, so you're telling me I have to drive two hours if I want this dog. Yeah. So I had to rent a fucking car. Yeah. I had to drive for two hours. And then I got there. And And I wasn't here. I was supposed to go with you. I was like ready to go. And and it was like, I have a car. We're going to drive wherever. Jersey, you name it. We'll go get the car. But no, I was in Denver for my friend's bachelorette party having a great time. Yeah, because that was more important Apparently, but... Thankfully, our other friend Erica was able to step in. Yes. God bless Erica. We love you. Anyway, when I got to the adoption event, this little girl was holding Tadpole. Uh-oh. And I like had the adoption contract all filled out Uh-oh. and ready. And 
of course, I was also like, I'm not entirely sure if I'm leaving yeah. with this dog. I still want to like meet it and see. And yeah, I didn't want a dog that would get over 20 pounds. Right. Because I want to be able to travel with her easily. Yeah. And you can't. It's harder when the dog is big. Yeah. And. I got there and she was a little bit bigger. So I was like trying to decide. But this little girl had her in her arms. And the main woman, she came up to me and I was like, hey, I'm Matt. And she was like, oh, you're here for Tadpole. Where is she? And I was like, some little girl back there has got her. And I'm not going to be the one to tell her (laughs) that she's got to let it go. Like her and her mom were like seriously considering adopting. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I. Yeah. And you just like were a huge bitch so yeah they. but that's kind of like a beautiful way for the two of you to start you know well then as i was standing there trying to decide like is she too big do i really want to do this i had this little girl staring at me (laughs) hoping that i would say no so that she could leave with tadpole yeah and i was like fuck me but then you were like god i hate kids i gotta take this from this yeah i'm actually saving just for revenge right like, who is going to give her a better life? Some yeah. little girl or... In upstate New York in <laughs> yeah. a lot of space and, you know... Or a cosmopolitan gay in right. New York City. I think I'm going to spoil her more, actually. Yeah. Anyway, I got her. I brought her all the way back. <laughs> the now, little girl uh, cried a lot. <laughs> no, I, w- I did feel good because the mother was watched us leave. And I was like, I, f- I feel bad. I feel like I, like took her from your arms which we literally did did. yeah (laughs) and she was like oh my god no my husband would have killed me and i was like okay okay (laughs) i think it was just people who were like walking Walking past i don't think they came for that anyway yeah so here i am i'm fully a mother it's only been three days but i think i am prepared to make some sweeping generalizations (laughs) about being a puppy dad because yeah you didn't think i was going to experience a life-changing event and not complain about it no of course not (laughs) like what's the point of having a life if you can't complain so let's get into it from me an expert on the topic these are the worst things about being a puppy parent Based on my three days. First, you're just a full-time parent now. Yeah. You, you can't, like, put it on pause. No. Pun. Unless. You put it on pause. Wow. Um, You can't take a break. You can't be like, okay, I'll be I'll be back in, like, a couple days. Right. <laughs> you have to, like, even for an hour. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning. Yeah, you can put her in her, like, right. I have a little pay- playpen. Yeah. And I can put her in that and walk away. Right. But, like, yeah, I still have to, like, check on her and stuff. <laughs> I can't just go out whenever I want to. No. One very serious consideration when I was deciding whether or not to get this dog <laughs> is the fact that Harry Styles is performing 15 times in New York. Right. And the first show was Saturday, and I got the dog on Sunday, and I was like, I won't be able to really go to any more of them. Right. You, To be clear, you did go see him on Saturday. You just didn't get to see him any more times in this residency. Possibly. Not only that, but I did... I was going to go to the dog, get the dog on Saturday, but I was like, wait, I think... I could go see Harry on Saturday night and then get the dog on Sunday. There you go. And thankfully, you know, I have my ways and they were able to get tickets 
beautiful Saturday night. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm now just a full time parent, and you can't do anything else. You just have to be uh, out of attention at all times. Also, I have to teach her not to bite literally everything, which <laughs> usually requires me kind of getting bitten a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. That's the right. thing. In order to teach them not to bite, they have to bite you, and then you have to be like, "Ow, don't do that." <laughs> It is kind of the whole thing of like the rule exists because someone keeps doing it. Right. Yeah. Also, her teeth are sharp as fuck. Oh, yeah. No, she's a little demon. (laughs) She has little pincer little teeth. Yeah. I like all the dogs that I had growing up, like if they got something in their mouth and you have to kind of do that thing where you wrench their mouth open. Yeah. um, It would always be like, okay, yeah, their teeth are sharp, but like a little dull. Like her teeth are freshly sharpened right well also i you know that like her teeth will fall out and she'll get new teeth right excuse me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did know that i mean i kind of like forgot that that's what happens yeah but yeah her teeth will fall out yeah and and the the, the new ones won't be as as horribly razor sharp and i guess but she also also won't be biting as much then (laughs) right and also like i'm supposed to give her stuff that will like maybe dull her teeth a little bit mm. like rocks to chew on probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> i'm gonna get this episode is gonna get me reported <laughs> to PETA. <laughs> let's see what else turns out the shoe eating thing isn't a cliche oh no they'll just eat shoes <laughs> it's not just a stereotype she'll like fully run away with your shoe she and then did that chop like the second it. i came in and took my shoes off yeah and i said so- that's so cute <laughs> I am on, technically this would be day four uh, of me having gotten her. And they always, I've heard that like the first few days are just them kind of like adjusting to their new environment. And she was like pretty fine the first three days. And now I'm discovering that like now she's comfortable enough to be a monster. (laughs) And so now it's like all of the stuff that she's sort of taken a survey of everything that she can destroy. And now she's going to destroy it right yeah it is her house now yeah so i used to be able to leave shoes and she would just kind of go by and sniff them and now it's like uh target locked mission destroy (laughs) what else um she stinks oh interesting okay (laughs) because she's constantly pissing herself could be um (laughs) we did discover very early on that um when she pisses she just kind of sits down right in it (laughs) a queen (laughs) um so not only that but then i have to like wipe her down with a baby wipe because she's full of piss (laughs) and when i brought her home i was like you smell disgusting i'm giving you a bath and then after three baths she still smelled and i was like i fear that this is just what you smell like (laughs) okay i will say dogs when you like first bring them home do smell like putty smelled like the shelter for a long time right but also it like what they're eating will change the way they smell and like as they grow and also like when you get her uterus out like right 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 you know she'll smell different they just rip the whole thing out i don't really know i kind of Do they do a full hysterectomy? I thought they just kind of put like a little pacifier, like plugged it up. Well, an IUD? No. The vet removes her ovaries and usually her uterus. It is a full on hysterectomy. Next. She does literally howl. Oh. 
and I am reminded every time that this is just a tiny wolf that I have brought into my apartment and that now lives here. Aw, does she howl when the like ambulance goes by? No, it's when I leave her alone. Oh, okay, okay. So that is cute. <laughs> that is going to be a problem. Yeah, and I don't know how to fix it. Okay, we'll talk about that later. We don't need this deep dive to become like an advice segment, but right, we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, today I was literally so I I'm we're in my office slash studio right now. There is a playpen right next to us with her in it. Um, I was this way the whole day pretty much, uh-huh. and. And when I went out into the kitchen to get something to drink, she'd start howling. And then I would wait in the hallway until she stopped with a treat and to come back in and oh, give it to her. Yeah, great. That's exactly what you should be doing. But yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, day three and we're still doing this show. Oh, honey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's speed this up. <laughs> um, that is the thing is that I try to sit with her on the couch and like watch TV. And I'm like, fuck, I just want to skip to the part where she just kind of lays there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a while, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you got a puppy. <laughs> what else? You have to just pick up their shit with your bare hands, basically. Okay. I mean, with something a covering of your hand, but yes. I just don't like that. There is almost very little material. There's almost no material yeah. between your bare hand and um, a loaf of shit that has just fallen from the inside <laughs> of their body. Yeah, true. <laughs> At least her poops are probably like microscopic. Uh, you would be surprised. <laughs> That is the other thing that I learned almost immediately. And not only that, you have to stand there and make sure that they don't literally eat their own (laughs) shit. I also have advice for that. Don't worry. It's just pineapple juice. Interesting. For some reason, it makes them not eat poo. (laughs) Well, it only almost happened once. Okay. Because I've learned that she is pretty much pad trained. Amazing. I was I was determined from the beginning to like take her outside and get her used to that. So I didn't have anything down in the apartment and she refused to pee. And the second I put a pad down, she went to it and peed. And I was like, oh, okay. This what is, a perfect angel. This is what we do. But then she shit and I had to go get some toilet paper to pick it up and flush it. Mm-hmm. And when I left the room, I came back and she was dangerously close to just <laughs> gobbling it down. <laughs> Not great. Um, (laughs) She refuses to just speak and tell me what she wants. This is my favorite thing to say to Putty. When Putty is like barking at me and I don't know why and it's so annoying and I just look at him and I say, use your words. Yeah. I do hope that I'll be the one person who when I'm alone with my dog and and say, it's all right, you can speak to me. I won't tell anybody. She'll listen. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like there's something about her mouth shape that just makes me think like she will. She does have a very weird mouth. It's almost as it's if like a child drew a dog from memory. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just something off about it. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, next, she is scared of absolutely everything. Uh-huh. Um, we did again. She is six pounds and tiny. And has lived a pretty traumatic life. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, we did walk to Starbucks today and um, she basically cowered the entire time and it <laughs> is 100 feet away. <laughs> uh, r- relatedly, um, t- speaking of Starbucks, I now have to embarrass myself by asking for a puppuccino. They don't just offer you one? Well, they don't offer her one? I didn't realize you had to be there with the dog. I was like, can I have a puppuccino? And she was like, yeah, one cappuccino coming up. And I was like, oh, no, um, a puppuccino. And she was like, what? What are you saying? 
and I was like, it's humiliating to say this word once. And now you're making me repeat it three different times. And then she was like, oh, a pup cup. I was like, I didn't know it was called that. No one knew. Which brings me to my next point is that you get to play a fun game where you feed her new things and just wait to see if it gives her explosive diarrhea. Yeah, that's why I don't feed Putty anything besides regular dog food. Um, I did give him ice cream, actually, when we were in Beacon recently, and he ate that shit up and didn't have weird poops. And I was like, okay. And it was literally vanilla ice cream. Because also my mom, who famously is worried about absolutely everything, um, was like, oh, you're giving her that. Um, Oh, God. Get ready. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well, I have to, like, see what happens. I'm not like, oh, let's see if she she likes the taste of this knife. It's whipped cream, and then I'll see if it gives her diarrhea and not do that again. And it didn't. Great. Deborah. And finally, and really the most important point, I do not like her vagina. <laughs> okay. And I mean that Shame. in the least sexual Just way possible. Shaming. Why is it like that? Why are dog vaginas like fully external? Yeah, they're they are out here. Yeah. For sure. I'm it might like, get better once she's spayed, but it might not. She might just be shaking that, shaking that pussy all over the place. I just don't like how it's like out there. Yeah, it's like an Audi belly button. Yeah, below below her butt. Why? I don't even, I don't even understand the anatomy of it. Yeah, like how it would even function. And I get that she's a puppy, and she's like not supposed to be sexually mature. I don't like where that is going. The the point is, it is gross. And the first time she peed and sat down in it, and um, my friend Erica, who was with us, uh, our friend, bitch, our friend Erica, who was with me when I got truffles, uh, she was like, "We need to wipe her uh, vagina off." And I was like, "You're gonna have to do it." <laughs> I'm not ready for it. <laughs> One step at a time. Anyway, um, stay tuned for a lot more Truffles content in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. I'm sure it will be a very exciting journey, assuming that she does not murder me first. I hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week's Deep Dive. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. Barry, what are we highlighting this week? This week, we wanted to do things a little differently. Uh, you know, it's back to school time, and we know that we have a lot of teachers who listen into this show. In fact, one teacher actually DM'd us and was like, hey, would you be down to like share a teacher wish list? And that got us thinking, hell yeah. yeah. So if you are a teacher, or if one of your friends or family members, or you know other teachers who have those wish lists because our system is horrible and a lot of teachers are left having to buy their own supplies, DM us the info and we'll post on our Instagram stories and share them and then we can really use our own unhappy hour community to help each other out, help each other get these supplies to our teachers for our youths. Yeah. So we're sponsoring teachers. We're sponsoring teachers this year. Um, So yeah, low price of one dollar a day. You too (laughs) can help a teacher. 
<laughs> You'll probably have to spend more than a dollar. Absolutely. And you should. Um, so that's what we're going to do this week. Amazing. So we'll put that in our show notes and everybody can pitch in and help out. And um, we'll also have all of our Do Better White People shout outs in our Instagram bio. So you can um, check out all of the past things that we've shouted out to. All right. Let's get into the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what have you been watching? I haven't watched it yet, but we're going to watch it after we record, which is House of the Dragon. So we'll see how we feel about it next week on the... Oh, actually, that's an important thing to say. We're off next week yes, because of Labor Day weekend. So we'll be back with opinions after that. I am excited to watch it. I do love that. I've seen tweets of that Michael Scott quote (laughs) that is like, there's no doubt about it. I'm ready to be heard again. (laughs) And that is how I feel about House of the Dragon. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm excited to watch that. Yeah, what are you watching? I also finished the rehearsal, ah, which um, I, I don't even know. You know that it got renewed for a season two? <gasps> oh, right. I saw that. It did. I do love how self-referential it got. Yeah, it became really a, just about Nathan Fielder, which is why I'm like, where's season two going to go? Yeah, I mean, the show is very meta. Yeah. <laughs> Painfully meta. Yeah. But also... Um, yeah, I mean, he did psychologically um, <laughs> torture some children. <laughs> uh, but I mean, this is we need an entire like podcast just yeah. to discuss the rehearsal. We're going to host the official companion podcast, the rehearsal. Yes. I mean, the problem is, yeah, I mean, he really is kind of highlighting the problem of like children actors yeah it's like they're too young to understand the difference between what that acting is pretend yeah also poog had a great thing about child actors recently and i just feel like maybe they're also watching the rehearsal <laughs> i don't know it's it is very meta and self-aware and anyway um what is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is my very dear friend Steph is getting married in September and we went, she lives in Denver and we went to Denver for her bachelorette party, which I realized, I guess my sister kind of had one, but it was like uh, the first like really bigger bachelorette party I went to, but that's not the only chaser here. The real chaser is we went to a goat farm and there was a horse there that I fell in love with. <laughs> I love this horse. Okay. I want to be with this the horse. The horse girl forever. is jumping out. <laughs> it really did. And it got to the point where I was like, should I like take horse riding lessons again? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I just wanted to say that here so that you could shame me out of doing it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad that it doesn't sound like I have to do much work. <laughs> it does sound like you are the work doing was that for yourself. Me. Yeah. We were in the group chat uh, and I, it is, I stopped paying attention to you for a second because um, they sent a photo of the horse and I was like, God, I loved that horse. And that someone else was like, did we ever find out the name? Cause obviously I asked, I asked the woman who was working in the like, the little like goat cheese shop and she was like I don't know I'm like how do you not know the horses there's two horses here how do you not know its name anyway no one could tell me the horse's name and so I said no I still don't know and then my friend just sent me a screenshot that she emailed the place (laughs) asking for the name of the horse (laughs) and I just I love my friends so but we have not gotten confirmation we haven't gotten the the response yet okay um but I love my friends and I love this horse and they both brought me joy <laughs> okay <laughs> what about you what's your tv chaser well besides truffles um harry styles i did go see him 
That is one of the first shows I've been to without you in a while. Yeah, I know. But it all came together last minute and you were out of town. So yeah. again, you have nobody but yourself to blame. I know. Well, I, I have my friend stuff, but yeah. Not to rub it in, but I do think it was one of the best I shows. I will that we punch see. in the face. <laughs> we did not get to say hello, though. I think they're being very cautious during COVID still. Uh, I did actually really love the Rolling Stone interview with him. He was on the cover of Rolling Stone is the like global cover star, the first ever global cover star. Don't really know what that means, but but whatever. I don't like how (sighs) people on Twitter really focused on that one bit. Yeah. Which was him discussing the like gay sex scenes in My Policeman. Right. And just being like, yeah, the director wanted to be like very particular about making these scenes intimate and like sensitive and not just like two guys going at it. Right. I believe that was almost Almost exactly the quote. Yeah. I don't understand what people are taking issue with. No, I'll be the first in line to be like, no queer baiting. Don't do it. I'll I'm wagging my little finger. I don't see an issue with that quote. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But um, I hope I get to go see a couple more of the shows because they are. Yeah, it was great. Even though he didn't play Lights Up, which is one of my favorite huh. songs. But it's now that problem of like, he has so many good songs. How do you fit them all into a show? Wow. There truly was like no down time. Beautiful. Um, however, we did get to go to this little room and that had a little bartender in it. And that man was out for blood because <laughs> I had two drinks and I was wasted. <laughs> Good. But my other my other big chaser is a new show that I'm doing, a radio show, Ooh. I'll call it, on AMP. It's an app that we can include um, the link to. It's a live uh, audio app, and uh, you can download it and listen to my show. It's going to be every Thursday at 5 p.m., and it's live, and you can chat along, and maybe eventually I'll do um, some call-ins. Ooh. It's called the Weekly Web Wound-Up, and <laughs> It is, if you love the episodes that we've done about TikTok, it's literally because I spend so much time on the internet and love to talk about all the nonsense that I see. Uh, And now I have an hour live every week to talk about it. Amazing. Um, So it's going to be a lot of the crazy TikToks that I see that week, some of the internet drama that I experience. It's all of the messy stuff that you don't see if you uh, don't spend 24 hours a day online like I do. So you can tune in. We'll include the link. It's um, the AMP app, AMP, and um, you can follow my show and you'll get notifications when I go live every week and it'll be uh, a weekly uh, live show. Love it. That you can listen in on. on Great. your way home from work or while you're making dinner. I don't know when people eat. <laughs> <laughs> And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Grace Chen, Liz O'Malley, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. 
You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Welcome to... Oh, that was weird. Wow. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, you peaked so much. I have the yips. Well, I can't do it. Oh, my God. Did getting a dog somehow... (laughs) Make you not be able to do your signature move anymore?